Chapter fifty three of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hypatia. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book One, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 53. That the people, deceived by a false show of advantage, often desire what would be their ruin, and that large hopes and brave promises easily move them. When they fell, the commons of Rome took up the notion that it would be to the advantage of their city were half their number to go and dwell there, for they argued that as they lay in a fertile country, and was a well-built city, a moiety of the Roman people might in this way be enriched while by reason of its vicinity to rome the management of civil affairs would in no degree be affected to the senate however and the wiser among the citizens the scheme appeared so rash and mischievous that they publicly declared that they would die sooner than consent to it the controversy continuing the commons grew so inflamed against the senate that violence and bloodshed must have ensued had not the senate for their protection put forward certain old and esteemed citizens respect for whom restrained the populace and put a stop to their violence two points are here to be noted first that a people deceived by a false show of advantage will often labour for its own destruction and unless convinced by some one whom it trusts that the course on which it is bent is pernicious and that some other is to be preferred will bring infinite danger and injury upon the state and should it so happen as sometimes is the case that from having been deceived before either by men or by events there is none in whom the people trust their ruin is inevitable as to which dante in his treaty the monarchia observes that the people will often raise the cry flourish our death and perish our life from which distrust it arises that often in republics the right course is not followed as when venice as has been related on being attacked by many enemies could not until her ruin was complete resolve to make friends with any one of them by restoring those territories she had taken from them on account of which war had been declared and a league of princes formed against her in considering what courses it is easy and what it is difficult to persuade a people to follow this distinction may be drawn either what you would persuade them to presents on the face of it a semblance of gain or loss or it seems a spirited course or a base one when any proposal submitted to the people holds out promise of advantage or seems to them a spirited course to take though loss lie hid behind nay though the ruin of their country be involved in it they will always be easily led to adopt it whereas it will always be difficult to persuade the adoption of such courses as wear the appearance of disgrace or loss even though safety and advantage be bound up with them the truth of what i say is confirmed by numberless examples both roman and foreign modern and ancient hence grew the ill opinion entertained in rome of fabius maximus who could never persuade the people that it behoved them to proceed warily in their conflict with hannibal and withstand his onset without fighting for this the people thought a base course not discerning the advantage resulting from it which fabius could by no argument make plain to them and so blinded are men in favour of what seems a spirited course 
that although the Romans had already committed the blunder of permitting Varro, master of the knights to Fabius, to join battle contrary to the latter's desire, whereby the army must have been destroyed had not Fabius, by his prudence, saved it, this lesson was not enough, for afterwards they appointed this Varro to be consul, for no other reason that he gave out in the streets and market-places that he would make an end of hannibal as soon as leave was given him to do so whence came the battle and defeat of cannae and well nigh the destruction of rome another example taken from roman history may be cited to the same effect after hannibal had maintained himself for eight or ten years in italy during which time the whole country had been deluged with roman blood a certain Marcus Centenius Penula, a man of mean origin, but who had held some post in the army, came forward and proposed to the Senate that were leave given him to raise a force of volunteers in any part of Italy he pleased, he would speedily deliver Hannibal into their hands, alive or dead. To the Senate this man's offer seemed a rash one, but reflecting that were they to refuse it, and were the people afterwards to hear that it had been made, tumults ill-will and resentment against them would result they granted the permission asked choosing rather to risk the lives of all who might follow penula than to excite fresh discontent on the part of the people to whom they knew that such a proposal would be welcome and that it would be very hard to dissuade them from it and so this adventurer marching forth with an undisciplined and disorderly rabble to meet hannibal was with all his followers defeated and slain in the very first encounter. In Greece, likewise, and in the city of Athens, that most grave and prudent statesman, Nicias, could not convince the people that the proposal to go and attack Sicily was disadvantageous, and the expedition being resolved on, contrary to his advice and to the wishes of the wiser among the citizens, resulted in the overthrow of the Athenian power. Scipio, on being appointed consul, asked that the province of Africa might be awarded to him, promising that he would utterly efface Carthage, and when the Senate, on the advice of Fabius, refused his request, he threatened to submit the matter to the people, as very well knowing that to the people such proposals are always acceptable. I might cite other instances to the same effect from the history of our own city, as when Messer Ecole Bentivioglio and Antonio Giacomini being in joint command of the Florentine armies, after defeating Bartolomeo d'Alviano at San Vincenzo, proceeded to invade Pisa, for this enterprise was resolved on by the people in consequence of the brave promises of Messer Ricole, and though many wise citizens disapproved of it, they could do nothing to prevent it, being carried away by the popular will, which took its rise in the assurances of their captain." I say, then, that there is no readier way to bring about the ruin of a republic when the power is in the hands of the people than to suggest daring courses for their adoption, for wherever the people have a voice, such proposals will always be well received, nor will those persons who are opposed to them be able to apply any remedy. And as this occasions the ruined states, it likewise, and even more frequently, occasions the private ruin of those to whom the execution of these proposals is committed because the people anticipating victory do not when there comes defeat ascribe it to the short means or real fortune of the commander but to his cowardice and incapacity and commonly either put him to death 
or imprison or banish him, as was done in the case of numberless Carthaginian generals, and of many Athenian, no successes they might previously have obtained availing them anything, for all past services are cancelled by a present loss. And so it happened with our Antonio Giacomini, who not succeeding as the people had expected, and as he had promised, in taking Pisa, fell into such discredit with the people, that notwithstanding his countless past services, his life was spared rather by the compassion of those in authority than through any movement of the citizens in his behalf. End of chapter 53